Blair frantically Googles what to do when a ghost contacts you through the internet while her friends meet their untimely demise, which I thought was very funny. I wish she was on Reddit. Yeah, <laughs> right. she was oh on. It was just like an anonymous board of some sort, and they were like, "Oh, of course, I've definitely had internet ghosts, and don't talk to them." And she's like, "Oops, already did that." And they're like, "All right, well then, it, it's like a hostage situation, but this time we do give in to their demands." And I'm Gabe. And, and we're the ghouls next door. Next door. You like the hand That's what she said, yeah. The ghouls next door. <laughs> uh, <laughs> welcome. We are the media literacy show from a horror lens where we explore the real life, historical and technological reasonings behind our cinematic fears. And we are still haunted. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be haunted for at least three more episodes. I think it's like four more episodes. Four? Yeah. We're just going to keep going. It's, <laughs> as the cacophonous joke that we did before we started, we're, it just doesn't stop coming. It just don't yeah, stop coming. Yeah, it just keeps going. Don't stop. It just goes forever. Just like, forever. nice segue. The internet. <laughs> yes. It's endless. Because today, uh, we are haunted by the internet. Mm-hmm. Just like you are. Everyone is. Like, ultimately. Yeah, we are all. Every single you're watching this right now using the internet. Yeah, you're haunted. sorry. <laughs> we are inside your brains, or you're watching this when otherwise you had no access to us as people. Now we're just here. We're all up in your face. Yeah, that's what it's. That's the internet. We for volunteered you. for it. Yeah, <laughs> that's the crazy part. Uh, it's a real horror story. Yes. So <laughs> we're talking about the internet, which we have done many times. Yeah. The the haunt, like in different forms. Um, we talked about surveillance. So Big mm-hmm. Brother. Uh, we were talking about Snowden uh, and the game Orwell, which is all about like how your internet presence is surveyed. Yeah. Your information is manipulated and used. Uh, in ways that you did not intend it to be. Yeah. Um, we talked about Cam and about our uh, livelihood and about our personality and profession online, like that person that we put out there and how um, those identities can be stolen. Yeah. I'm gonna, we, it's going to be like a combination of everything we've talked about yeah. uh, in this one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We talked about the net, I remember, yeah. like way back when. Uh, mm-hmm. Pre videos, we talked about the net. It just keeps coming. Yeah. Um, again. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it, it does take different forms. There are different things happening. We also did a uh, uh, host when, oh, yeah, uh, <laughs> like Zoom first became a thing. A whole film was shot on Zoom, and uh, I think that episode was really fun. We did some really interesting tech things ourselves yeah so um we had for this episode wanted to cover the other film by the creators of the of host uh dash cam but that was a big no for us it was a big no. <laughs> it's a big i don't no. even have to see it to know it was a big no i did read it though i read about it and i was like oh that sounds really awful 
how the more are just deeply yeah. offensive in multiple ways. Uh, so maybe don't watch that film. We didn't. Uh, so yeah. we can't say we watched it so you didn't have to. Uh, we also didn't watch it. And maybe that says everything mm-hmm. that it need, we need to say about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have like our horror friends, right? So uh, over at Girl That Scary, they watched it and um, had some words about it. And which is why I was like, oh, I don't know about this one. And that's yeah. why we looked it up because, you know, they were very honest. So definitely check them out about, um, they have some really good feedback about it. So they watched it so we don't have to kind that's of so thing. True. <laughs> so um, and so real. And I, because <laughs> like the whole thing is like, there's this internet troll, right? Like there, that's a big element to it. And he's very problematic. And then like, it's like, what is the message for this? Because that person yeah. doesn't really get anything. Consequence. Yeah, there's no consequences. And it's really giving um, J.K. Rowling's book where she made <laughs> the her newest book was like, oh, there's uh, internet trolls that are harassing this turf because harassing turfs on the internet is bad. And I want to show how horrible it is for the turfs. And everyone was like, okay, we get it that it's about you. And she's like, no, it's not about me. I'm a bigger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. it up. yeah. So that's what it's giving, and so I was like, no, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> we don't need that. We don't need uh, it. Yeah, no. They can have a one-hit wonder in host, and let it be that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the host was fun. Host is silly. Host is is very unfriended. So <laughs> kind yeah, of works. Oh, very much. It's like the the modern. I mean, the unfriended too is the modern version of unfriended, I guess. But like, uh, it was but even more modern. It was kind of like a sidestep from it that was like very similar in a time that was ve- it was very perfect for when it came out. I don't know if it would have done as well if it came out at a different time. No. Uh, probably not. I don't know if it holds up. We haven't watched it since. So Yeah. I think it was very good for the time and for like what we are all going through collectively. It was just a great moment. Um whereas like I think it's very interesting because we're going to be covering Unfriended and Unfriended 2. Um that these both of these films so like Unfriended 2 was 2018. So yeah. and Unfriended was 2014. So the the way that they interacted with each other on the internet and our understanding of the internet is, is pretty different from what it is even just now Yeah, having been, you know, mostly virtual or hybrid in those capacities for like two years. So <laughs> like, it's really, it's kind of fun in that way. So um, it'll be good to talk about. Yeah. It was, I think unfriended and unfriended too held up uh, Mm -hmm. in that like a lot of what they were saying is just very much a little mirror back to what it was to be a teenager growing up in the birth of the internet. (laughs) It's a very millennial uh, film, I think. Yeah. And I think it did very well because a lot of millennials were like, wow, you're so right. It's so stressful that I made that status years ago. And then this happened or like, even like, I guess like the younger generations who literally just always exist online. It's probably Mm -hmm. like a very ancient iteration of that for them where they're like, I don't understand what this Skype is. I use (laughs) zoom and TikTok and what is, what is, why are people on Facebook? That's for old people. Yeah. Uh, but it's still, I think like in a lot of ways does still hold up a little bit. Uh, yeah. At least for our, our generation watching it. As a millennial on TikTok, like I always get inundated <laughs> with like the reality of us getting older, but I had my first like real like, oh no, uh, <laughs> moment about technology leaving me behind when a student of mine wrote that they use, they were like, oh, 
my be real from whatever was really good. And I was like, what is that? What What are you talking about? That's it's like this social media thing. I think, Oh my God, do not quote me on this. I should look look it up where it prompts you to have to post on a certain type of the day on time of the day. So it's like random and you just post what you're doing at that time. Every day at a different time, everyone is notified simultaneously to capture and share a photo in two minutes. So it's be real because it's That's like crazy. you don't get to make like you don't get to glamify yourself up because you don't know when. So you're just like in the moment you take a picture. And I was like, I was I was writing the question and like my response to their like <laughs> report. And I was like, oh no, I can't say this. Then they'll know that I'm <laughs> old. <laughs> but I was like, what is be real? That's um, so, so crazy too, because that's just like that's just asking for mistakes. Like you know? what you're posting. Yeah. yeah. Well, now, because <laughs> now that they're all being posted at the same time, there's like a timestamp that's very specific. So it's like you can get caught being somewhere doing something that you shouldn't be doing. Now there's a timestamp for that. Yeah. Um, it seems if someone like a catches bad you. Yeah. You know? Uh, um, but that's uh, like that game. Remember? Like we're just old now. Where yes. It's just like, oh, that sounds bad. We shouldn't do those. Yeah. Young yeah. Now, um, <laughs> but I. I'm like, maybe I should download this. It's like yeah. when we did that game, the trivia game, and it would yeah. come up like every night you would get notified oh, and you had to play that. it. What a phenomenon that was. Yeah. Everyone would get the chirp at the same time and yeah. be like, oh, gotta check it out. Like we that, I was so like, this is Black that. Mirror. This for is Black like, Mirror for sure. A little bit. And then we never did it again, just suddenly. Yeah. What is Everyone time? stopped. It was such a time. Um, so the internet has always been a thing. I think with Unfriended and Unfriended 2, the topics that they're covering feels evergreen and real. Like even in yeah. some of the like absurdity of both of these films in a way that like the net is just like the net was like, ooh, the internet is scary and we're being surveyed, yeah. right? But it was like kind of like it fall- It doesn't hold up because the internet has changed. Whereas yeah. like the foundation foundational like fundamental horrors yeah (laughs) the foundational horrors of these two films do hold up and and i know it was only like 2014 but even still technology changes exponentially so (laughs) it's it's gonna be really crazy in a few years i'm sure yeah it's already like we're watching twitter burn down and destroy entire companies so it was an entire permanent thing for a while they're gonna put it in history books because it was like the a way week, people one communicate week. uh and it took one week for elon musk to entirely annihilate it uh mm-hmm. wild so and rich people petty is just different yeah uh, that's what we <laughs> learned from that you took uh, down, yeah you took millions from companies i'm not upset about it honestly i'm like sure fine yeah. you're the rich baby <laughs> um <laughs> So let's hop into it because uh, I got a lot to say Excellent. about love that for you. <laughs> these films. So uh, let me do that. Um, and feel free to chime in anytime, Kat. Ooh, you got what's going it. On. So as we said, we're, we're covering two films today um, because they they go hand in hand. They are of the same franchise. So Unfriended 1 was from 2014 and it is about a group of online chat room friends find themselves haunted by a mysterious supernatural force using the account of their dead friend, directed by Levon Gabriazzi. And then Unfriended 2, known as Dark Web, from 2018, is about a teen comes into possession. Teen? He was not a teen. He was like a grown man. Yeah, no, he was definitely an adult person. An adult comes into possession of a new laptop (laughs) 
and soon discovers that the previous owner is not only watching him, but will also do anything to get it back. And it's directed by Steven Sesco. Um, <laughs> yes, it's different. I don't know. I just took that from the IMDb. So totally fine. As, totally as fine. I'll say in my section, everything on the internet is not necessarily true. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. all kind of suspect. But here we are. It's like those commercials where it's like, you can't believe everything on the internet. And it's like, they're like, this is my boyfriend. He's from France. And it was like a regular guy. And he was like, bonjour. Bonjour. Yeah, like bonjour. I don't know how to speak French at all. That's funny. Don't believe everything on the internet. Uh, including us. Like, we don't know everything. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're just actively say, we just learning all the times. And sometimes we learn the wrong thing. Because that's just how life is. Yeah. Um, um, I learned stuff while watching this. Uh, at least Unfriended too, Because I was like, Oh, wow, this all checks out. This is all legit. Um, so very fun. So in the first Unfriended, we follow a group of teens chatting online. This conversation and virtual hangout comes after the death of a fellow classmate. And throughout the film, we learn what led to the teen's suicide, as well as what part the teens uh, we see played in her fatal end. The entire film takes place on a computer screen, which is really cool. And we get to glimpse the protagonist Blair's virtual journey in its entirety, from private messages, Skype windows, her music playlist, what videos she's watching, and her incredibly teen-inspired tabs, uh, which featured Forever 21 and Free People. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God, this is definitely 2014. Um, and like Facebook, you know, was at like kind of in its heyday at that time. Um, yeah. I love how she would play a song right before she would get into a chat. Yeah. Like who does, like do, I, right? I guess, I don't know. I do, I play music constantly. Like when I'm in my Discord groups, you can see it. You can see what Spotify song I'm listening to. When I'm in meetings, yeah. playing some like lo fi or you know some chill hop or something um yeah. but that's me I was like I know that's just because I have problems <laughs> this child I don't think it's like we're just setting the forever 21 um, was such a 2000s time too yes. because it's like we were too young to know how awful the age of 21 actually was <laughs> and we were like yeah we want to yeah. be that forever. forever and the reality is very much no yeah Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what I really appreciate about this specific brand of found footage is the creativity. Um, it can be, it can feel like a setup for failure at first because it's very limited with our point of view. But each death was interesting because we, like the characters, are confined to these small squares on a screen, so you can feel just as hopeless as they do. Um, yeah. As they're getting picked off, you're like, ah, what's happening? Like you, just, like. Click back to the screen. I will say the one thing that I felt really unbelievable was like every time she would go and chat, she would do yeah. something, everyone was quiet. Like they yeah, would they did that in the second one too, pause. where they're just like, their voices just don't, like you minimize it or put it behind a window and it's like, none of their words no. come through. That's not how it works. You still hear no. them. Like sometimes she'd be like, like, oh, and she'd be like in this private chat with her boyfriend and you would not hear them and you know they were talking. In yeah. the second one, at least, it seemed like he was he was silencing that window somehow yeah which is like tell me how you do that because i'd love to silence some of these zoom meetings <laughs> and it's <laughs> yeah. like i'm here absolutely and it's like put it yeah, over so there. sorry i was doing work can you repeat that yeah i'm sorry uh, can you i missed uh i'm multitasking because my task list is so long oh i was not surfing <laughs> the internet for random stuff yeah <laughs> to the point like let me tell you this 
we I have to teach classes virtually in a part of the curriculum, like a part of the rules that we have. Usually it's just like, you know, one person talks, we all listen, those kinds of things. And I had to add act in the virtual space as if you were in a physical space because people be out here like okay time to change my clothes or like do like if you're on camera okay yeah um (laughs) that's the horrors of the internet anyway um when what starts as a harmless group hang spirals into creative and disturbing deaths after an unknown person joins the call which is honestly very terrifying someone pops in you don't know who they are you're like what are they doing yeah um This virtual ghost wreaks havoc on them from beyond the grave and through a screen. These teens are no angels and their sins are put on display. Secrets are revealed and the truth comes to light. As the ghost begins picking them off one by one, we are experiencing those frustrating tech glitches synonymous with every Skype experience, uh, such as cameras distorting, calls dropping, and audio not syncing up, Um, you know, people falling out, all kinds of things. Like, I don't think I've ever had a good... (laughs) clean Skype experience. It always pops up like, how was your, and it's like two. What do you, I didn't hear anything. (laughs) Um, I find it funny that both of them are using Skype because we're so used to Zoom now and they have, it has its own like problems, you know, yeah. that we know about. Um, Blair frantically Googles what to do when a ghost contacts you through the internet while her friends meet their untimely demise, which I thought was very funny. I wish she was on Reddit. Yeah, <laughs> right? she was oh on, It was just like an anonymous board of some sort. And they were like, oh, of course, I've definitely had internet ghosts and don't talk to them. And she's like, oops, already did that. And they're like, all right, well, then it's like a hostage situation but this time we do give in to their demands <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um one girl unalives herself off camera uh, a young and irritating boy dies by blender in a scene that still haunts cat and yep. another boy shoots himself through uh though by then it is revealed that the ghost has control of these characters so um each one of the like at first they're like oh she has epilepsy or something and then it's like oh no okay <laughs> It was also oh, very obvious that, like, they had made her drink bleach. Yeah. She had a giant yeah. bleach container next to her. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, <laughs> but they're kids. I mean, and you yeah. don't think that. You don't think, okay, my friend who just Context got off the call. clues. You know? No, you, yeah. You get stress brain. We don't have critical thinking skills at that age. Not much, <laughs> at least. Exactly. It's okay. Um, in a scene that I thoroughly enjoyed, uh, she, the ghost Laura, skillfully prints a message to Blair and her friend Adam. And it's been revealed at this time that these two were having an affair or had slept with each other in the past. It's weird to call it an affair when it's children. Um, but (laughs) as her boyfriend Mitch struggles with Blair's infidelity and lies, he urges them to reveal what the ghost sent them. Because they just get this print, like their printer just starts going. I was like, everyone got a printer? Like, what is this? Yeah. Um, (laughs) but they insist they cannot they really cannot show you what's on this paper like you really can't have it and he in the moment of pure panic Blair chooses Mitch over Adam because he's threatening to leave the chat which will result in his death and so she reveals the paper and Adam immediately shoots himself as we read if you show this paper Adam will die which I was like that's dope (laughs) like that was a cool way to do that um because then we can you know infer that what Adam had on his paper was the same, but about Blair. Yeah. So it's interesting that like he didn't show it because he didn't seem like a loyal guy. 
Yeah. Clearly. And it's just very um, obvious teenager times, the entire experience. You're just like, wow, thing. they really, you couldn't wait 10 minutes in your feelings? No? Yeah. Okay. It's all right now. But your feelings are all like a hundred. I know. know. And this know. is everything. I and know. also people are dying. And I'm yeah, like, where no, are the It's parent? like a reasonable stress. <laughs> reasonable stress. But also. Like, do they have laptops? Like you could go to a different room. Kind of yeah. whatever. No one in 2014 was raised by gentle parenting, and that's fine. That's very true. <laughs> um, and as absolutely messy as these teens were, as well as the plot, the deaths were really fun. There were times where I was truly curious and stressed. One scene had a new caller join in the conversation, this time with their video on showing a room through a latticed item, such as a laundry basket or trash can. And as the kids berate the silly ghosts for leaving their camera on, they realize the video is coming from inside the house. <laughs> um, yeah. This, like so much of the movie, is a fun, albeit silly time. And the film doesn't try to have much in the way of reality or probability with its horror, other than the technical glitches. But I still enjoyed it for the campy scares. Yeah. So. And it, it's it's definitely held up, and people really still enjoy it. It is a like a cult classic of horror films, honestly. Yeah. Um, great gore, very creative, sillies all get out. Yeah, you can't Stressful. take it too seriously, but it's like a very good time, and it it is <laughs> yeah. genuinely scary, like in moments where you're just like, oh god. Yeah, and the whodunit element too. stuff. Yeah, because yeah. they just and the whole time it's just like, but you know. Like you, this has to be also a teen ghost because like, yeah, the petty. teens don't know. Yeah, it's petty. It, I mean, it's it's real for them, right? But also like, kids just don't know. You know, like there's that whole documentary about the girl who told her boyfriend to unalive himself. Yeah, through text messages, and I've watched like those documentaries about her, and it's like, they just don't get it. You know, like it's not yeah. real <laughs> in that way. So I. That one breaks my heart. So for yeah. on all parts of it. So if you want like real horrors of the internet, that case. Yeah. Um, Unfriended 2 takes the virtual horrors a step further by incorporating a more realistic monster. The film follows a new group of friends, this time adults, for their virtual game night, um, which is fun because this wasn't is normal now but it wasn't in 2018 yeah <laughs> so i was like that's kind of interesting it's like pan pandemic yeah hang out Still like I, live, I was like you live far away we're not friends anymore <laughs> so that's how that works Aww. um <laughs> but that's not how it worked for them so our our protagonist this time is matthias a man with a new computer and he is seen re-entering his own passwords and bypassing the autofills on websites from the previous owner one Nora C. Four. Yeah. The fourth. Nora C. The fourth. Um, Matthias installs a new program he's been working on that would allow him to better communicate with his girlfriend, who we learn is deaf. And this program will translate his words into sign language using videos he's recorded of him doing those signs, which I was like, that is rad um, yeah. and super helpful. But totally understand. She brings up the flaw in that is that it he does the signs to her, but he doesn't know all the signs. So when she signs back, it doesn't translate. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a one-way translation. It's like it's a easy, it's like a band-aid, you know. Yeah. 
the problem is like if you really care you need to learn sign language yeah period um this program will translate his words oh i said that okay um we learned that he acquired this computer online to better run this program however the memory is overloaded and it runs glitchily um his tech savvy friend tells him he needs to run a program to find access files to delete and this is when matthias discovers some hidden files containing videos and information as this is happening, he is being inundated with pings on Facebook from Norrissey's friends and a woman named Erica Dunn. Yeah. Erica turns out to be a friend of Erica's who is using her account to communicate with the person who has stolen her computer, Matthias. So he didn't buy this on eBay. <laughs> he stole it or Craigslist or wherever he said it was. So yeah. while we learn about his theft, Matthias's friends question him about his lack of energy. He's very distracted. And one of the Facebook friends asked Matthias if he could fulfill a request for an exchange of money. And it appears Norrissey has a lucrative business. He gets a bunch of reports or, or like messages from these girls. They're like, did you buy the plane ticket? I can't wait to see you. Like this person's yeah. living the high life. I will say um, you just delivered that line as if you were a professional newscaster. And it was very... <laughs> If full request of an exchange for money. Thank you. It's like I've been doing this for six years. Yeah, professional. Um, <laughs> it's like those like newscasters and you hear them like being regular, like, oh, ha, ha, thank you. And then the report said, and you're like, whoa, <laughs> I didn't have to do that. Um, <laughs> or they narrate like regular life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the baby has cried since three in the morning. Um, yeah. That's just in. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, after being pressed about this computer, Matthias tells his friends that he's uncovered some questionable files. They watch together via, via screen share some of the very many videos on the drive. There's a lot. There's terabytes of it. And the videos seem harmless at first, uh, although unsettling. Those of people in their homes doing yeah. regular stuff, including, like, a baby sleeping, right? Like, it's yeah. clearly a nanny cam or, like, baby cam of that sort. So it appears someone has hacked people's home cameras, and his tech-savvy tech, fr his tech friend Damon explains they can hack in and even shut off the light that indicates the camera is on, so folks don't even know that it's happening. Um, yeah. I remember there was a scandal where this, like, school gave out a bunch of free computers to students, but then yeah, they would so hack they into the camera. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and all the all the students were like why is my camera on and then they would try to like write them up for stuff they did at home crazy. that's crazy in what world <laughs> and, and you know no one read the terms of conditions yeah. so they're probably signing their whole things away always um so after looking at the last video they see that a man is snuck into a girl's room seemingly to show that he can and possibly to show off merchandise uh the facebook buyer requests a special event that of trephination uh, which Matthias thankfully has to Google. And yeah, a, <laughs> I was like, what? And thankfully he was also like, what? So we Googled it and it is a surgical procedure in which a circular piece of bone is drilled and excised most commonly from the human skull. So truly terrifying and dark stuff. Yeah. This guy was like, can you do that for a large amount of money? And Matthias is like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? What is that? Oh, whose computer is this? Oh, I don't want it anymore. <laughs> Friends? Something's going on here. Yeah. Um, Matthias's computer's former owner was a member of a dark organization on the dark web. He finds videos that hint at horrible things done to women, though thankfully he closes out of them before they become too much, which I was like, whew, thank yeah. you. No need for it. We got it. We got yeah. it. And in terror, the friends decide they need to alert the police. So um, some spoilers 
abound. I spoiled uh, the first one, but yeah. it's still fun. <laughs> it's still fun. Yeah, like, even if you know, you're just like, wow, look at this mess. You don't know what they did. This All you know is that they cheated, and that's you kind of know that the whole time. Yeah. Um. So fine. spoilers, please. Like I say, watch it. It gets a lot yeah, of hate, and I'll explain why. But also, I think it was really fun. And if you don't know a lot about computers, you're gonna have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna be like, wow, that's cool. <laughs> so yeah. I'm um, terrified because that maybe could happen to me. Excellent. I don't know. You Check know. Box. <laughs> so spoilers. Go watch it and uh, come back. Uh, anyway, we learn that Erica Dunn is not Norisee's friend, but rather the latest victim of this dark web group. And this is when Matthias learns that Norisee, or rather Sharon Four, um, known as the the guy who who drives the boat down the river Styx okay. and pedals the in Greek mythology, they're all called Sharons because yeah, yeah. they're in the river. That's what the dark web site was that they were on anyway sharon four because they all have like numbers associated with them knows where he is matthias is mad that he hasn't returned the computer and is going to kill his girlfriend so things spiral out from there and the the friends begin dropping like flies um (laughs) and unlike the spectral and unbelieving horrors of unfriended this film provides villains and deaths that however absurd aren't entirely fantastical um a little bit but not entirely, you know, like yeah, to a degree, a little more believable than a ghost in a computer. Google how to get how to exercise your computer. Um, <laughs> it's like run f- malware. <laughs> um, the friends are attacked or strategically taken out by these elite hackers, dark web organizational folks. Uh, they don uh, anti-surveillance gear, which gives them a digitally spectral look on camera that are. Uh, but they are incredibly real people. So, like, at yeah. first it seems like, okay, we're back in the ghost world because <laughs> someone gets pushed off of a roof. But then you see the tech glitches because it's um, – which is also not exactly how anti-surveillance gear works. It's not a matter of, like, you're invisible to cameras. It's that you distort the cameras. So none of it yeah. would have been used. But anyway, um, I thought it was cool that they even would wear that to give it kind of like a ghosty feel. Um, The way they undo these humans was incredibly unique and scary in an entirely different way than the first one. Where that one had absurd gore, clever glitches and distortion, this film had the true horrors of the internet, doxing and hacking. Straight up, that's it. (laughs) Doxing, scariest thing. So the Sharons are able to locate each one of the friends and they aren't shy to reveal just how talented they are by screen sharing their hacks with the group. So they watch as one Facebook post leads to an alma mater to a listserv on a university site and eventually to their friend's home. Like that's all it took. A few steps. Um, Very reminiscent for me of playing Orwell, which is that video game where it's you're in a computer so the whole thing takes place and you're in a computer and you use like people's social media to gain access to their accounts and to where they live and who they are and you're compiling information. It's literally that. So I was like, that's crazy. Um, and <laughs> it's pretty like, I mean, they do it pretty quickly, but I mean, doxing is real and happens to people all the time in a really scary way. So that one, I was like, whoa. Um, one friend who is incredibly antisocial media and is seen in the beginning harping on the problems with surveillance is notoriously off-grid but given that he needs a platform to spout his mistrust of the government and the internet he has a podcast because of course he does (laughs) 
just like, yeah. Of course. Like, you could complain about the internet, but I'll just still be on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Sharons then show the group various videos from his show, then slice up those videos to create a horrible message. And this message is a threat to the government, which they play on a n- phone call to 911, fully equipped with his address and name. So it's like, I'm going to come after the envir- the government. Uh, I'm, you know, essentially branding him a terrorist and then being like, here's my name. Here's where I live. <laughs> yeah. It's like people be crazy or like no, people be unhinged enough that they don't understand their actions. So not entirely disbelieving that someone yeah. will make a call like that. So they actually realize. Oh, I mean, swatting is real. Like that's a real thing that people do. Uh, where they call like SWAT team on somebody mm-hmm. with false information. Yeah. Well, this one was like the, him calling on on himself. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but, like the government using picked out versions of things that you said, like misconstruing things that you said, and then using that against you. Like that happens all the time. People yeah. get arrested for Facebook posts. Like I know someone yeah. who was like detained because Facebook post about Black Lives Matter. Yeah. It happens. So, and then you're like on lists, you know, just because you were like, I hate that, you know, we don't tax the rich. Oh gosh, how dare you? Anyway, <laughs> um, you can say anything you want audio wise because they can't read audio feeds. It's all SEO, baby. Um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah. they chop up these videos, they make a call 911, and then the friends realize uh, that the call had been made a while ago, like 10 minutes or so. And so the feds are yeah. actually at AJ's door. And as he walks with his hands up, shouting to the police that he will comply, because you know how well that works in America, the Sharons hack his desktop and download a sound clip, one of a shotgun cocking, and they turn up the volume as loud as it can go and let rip resulting in the police as trigger happy as always to absolutely lay into him. Um, and that is only one of the incredibly interesting and stressful deaths. Yeah. It's crazy. I was like, that was phenomenal. <laughs> I was like, it yeah. was so scary the way they did that. And I was like, and it's not like, it is a, like a silly thing to happen on screen, but I was like, it's versions of that occurred period. Yeah. You know? One one person is forced to choose between her sick mother or her new fiance, while others are framed for the abduction of Erica Dunn. Turns out this isn't the only game night uh, for this group of friends, but it's also for the dark web weirdos. And as someone who isn't computer savvy, I was very impressed with this film. Whereas I find myself rolling my eyes during certain silly found footage film techniques as someone who works in film themselves, I couldn't catch all the flaws in this. Um, yeah. Was it belie- unbelievable at times? Certainly. Uh, for one, what hacking genius has an autofill option on their computer, especially for their bank? Like that yeah, part, like, there should at least be like you sign in. You have Two-factor to authorization, my guy. Yeah. Or like I have a password holder thingy, but I have to sign into that. Yeah. And then it holds all my passwords. It's not just like on my browser. And that's like what it is. Like, that's crazy. Like, and if you're going to have, like, if you're the kind of person who has cryptocurrency and you're doing sh- incredibly shady stuff on the internet, there's no way you just let people do that. Yeah. Like, and then you also want to just leave your computer there. Like, there's so many red flags. <laughs> anyway. Red flag kind of spoils the movie, too, because it was on purpose. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the spoilers. Where are you? Because they wouldn't down? do that in any other situation. As soon as I got to like a dark web like folder, I'd be like, okay, 
something's up because why how did I get there you know like how did me regular (laughs) regular person get to dark web on someone else's like that's not like the no like I have no illusions (laughs) I have no illusions about myself um I do appreciate that every that both of these groups had like a tech friend that was like oh I understand you gotta get into the mainframe um (laughs) but I did have fun while also being quite worried during the film um because I could suspend disbelief. I yeah. people on the internet be hating on this film. It's like just suspend disbelief. Sometimes you could do that. Yeah, you don't have to think too hard about it. Um, and an article on ARS Technica titled "Unfriended Dark Web: War Drives Straight into the Bad Tech Film Toilet." Writer Sam Makikovac explains more of the technical flaws that simply went over my head. Firstly, the problem is with AJ's theory that the videos are a result of war driving, which I had to Google. So thank you, Caspersky.com. And it apparently means war driving in cybersecurity is the act of looking for publicly accessible. Wi-Fi networks, usually from a moving vehicle using a laptop or smartphone, uh, which is, I thought, what AJ explained, but (laughs) Mackie Kovac was like, no, this is wrong. So (laughs) he was like, not quite, but I don't know. Then he linked to another article and it was too techy for me. So... Um, the term derives from the 1983 movie War Games, and in the movie, the character played by Matthew Broderick engages in an activity called war dialing, which involves using a computer to dial multiple phone numbers to identify a working modem. And war driving is seen as an evolution of this process. So essentially, like how yeah, yeah. they got access to those people's home cameras and like the baby cam and just like their computers and phones was like someone's driving through and able to access someone's internet. Cause it's not like regular people have their password be password, password one, two, three. Yeah. Um, which like, what was the password in the beginning? Cause it had to be something easy, which is also a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> um, he put in a bunch. I don't remember what it was. He, yeah. He did try password. He tried password one, two, three. So in that article, Mackie Kovach explains, uh, the film's logic, sadly, is already toast at this point. Why is Matthias entering his personal credentials into some laptop he acquired without wiping its existing contents to orbit? I, which I was like, that's also super weird. I bought a used computer, and the only reason it wasn't completely wiped is because it had Photoshop on it, and I didn't want to buy Photoshop. And this was 2010. So... <laughs> Anyway, yet uh, uh, unfriended dark web still flexes its technical consultant muscles whenever possible. Eventual malware on this laptop mimics existing programs, takeover abilities, and interfaces. Matthias runs terminal commands and daisy disk when he faces hard drive issues. Real and disturbing darknet marketplaces are name checked. And when it comes to basic technical questions, the film answers them with clear and accurate representations on Matthias's desktop cool. I'm glad it does that for you. Um, The biggest exception is how the MacBook in question juggles multiple Facebook accounts without having credentials cancel each other out or requesting any two-factor authentication. I wish the film had ended with some form of PSA reminding viewers to use the heck out of two-factor authentication. Um, Agree. Uh, I definitely agree with those last points. Uh, Because you would need a different browser to balance two accounts on Facebook. Okay, I know that yeah. much because I have to do that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so unless you're, it's a, your other account or whatever, like if it's somebody else's account, I got to hop to different browsers. Yeah. He doesn't do that. He's on the same browser. 
Yeah. Um, and there Flaws. are. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I think it is kind of, <laughs> I found it very interesting that at least like the things that they name drop, some of the terms they use are all pretty real. It's just like yeah. how they're using Tech. them. And some of those plot holes are like, but how do we get here? Um, So there certainly are enough plot holes to sour anyone's experience. And mostly uh, they have something to do with convenience and timing, right? So like, how do people get there so quickly? (laughs) And like, how, you know, how how can you get into this computer, et cetera? But I think ultimately the film offered a fun and creative way to kill off a bunch of friends playing cards against humanity, which I think was their only sin. Yeah. <laughs> um there is a bit of hate for the film out there though. Tara Brady from the Irish Times said this of the film, figuratively speaking, unfriended too, puts a sheet over its head and says, Woo, the internet is scary. It is seldom as scary as a sheet. There are a few interesting twists and turns, and the mounting horror of too many message alerts and unsolicited Skype friend requests is, as in real life, enough to elicit a stri- a sense of dread. Um and I get it. Yeah. People be roasted this film. I think it's very funny. <laughs> the internet's scary. Like, it is, though. It um, is, though. Yeah. <laughs> I think the worst thing of this film is that it has four endings. Okay. Yeah. Uh, apparently, theaters would play their endings randomly. I don't know. That's I saw an article that said that. I didn't read too much into it because I was like, this is dumb. So you wouldn't know <laughs> you wouldn't know which ending you were going to get. And I find this part really silly. Firstly, if you're going to film four different endings, then we should have some say in which one we get. Like, let it be a choose-your-own-adventure. That has happened. There have been films that are choose-your-own-adventure to some degree. Um, or simply yeah. pick one. Okay? It sounds lazy. Like, you don't trust yourself enough to pick an ending that you have like you don't get to have them all there will always be a better ending between them um like i'm looking at you uh depressing alternate ending to the descent much better right um so don't put all the work on us to figure out which one it is this isn't a video game right i'm not gonna watch the whole film to get a new ending (laughs) you know like that's it wasn't that good you know and the endings weren't that different they were like very minutely different um except one was like a whole different kind of result but every other one was like here's they just die a different way yeah but they get to the same like you know which one is better heck if the only difference was they just die a slightly different way why did i waste an hour and a half the first one we saw he gets hit by a car they vote yeah. should he die that he gets hit by a car. This yeah. the other one I watched, he is buried alive and the girlfriend that comes. Scary. That one sounded legit because then he's like texting, he's trying to call her and he, she's like, What are you doing? And then he's like uh trying to text to her and it changes the text, and then he's just like freaking out because he's suffocating. And I was like, That's great. Then the yeah. third one was he gets to the to the um warehouse where his girlfriend is which we saw earlier in the film where they take some of the girls and then yeah. he like gets a note he sees a gun and it's essentially like they put up a vote will he kill it himself uh, which is like what i don't know <laughs> and then the fourth one was he gets captured and the girlfriend is captured and they're like screaming and they're being held by these people and then they vote should they live and then they play like him threatening them and being like you should release Erica Dunn then I'll give you your money and they're like yeah he earned it and so they let him out huh those are the four for you (laughs) listeners now you don't have to watch that YouTube video of all four endings and wonder why they couldn't just pick one um it's just like it's not fun it's yeah. not fun. It doesn't, they're not different enough, you know? Yeah. 
Um, this isn't Clue. So <laughs> while the first one is by no means trying to instill a fear of the internet in us, instead it's a tale against cyberbullying, I found the intentionality of the second one just as fun. I think virtual specters and hooded hackers can both be frightening. It would be truly terrifying to be pursued by an entity you cannot touch that also knows all of your darkest secrets, who could then force you to end yourself over those secrets. But it is yeah. also terrifying to be met with the truths of the dark web. There are monsters out there who have found community with other monsters who then work together to harm people that's yeah. real <laughs> and sometimes that harm is murder and torture but other times that harm is simply an invasion of privacy flat yeah. out also terrifying so for someone to so easily have access to your life your digital presence and image is horrifying we've covered it many times on this show with all of our different episodes so I'm no stranger to the horrors of the internet. And so we should be no under no illusion that our internet presence does not belong to us and that we are at risk of losing ourselves and our livelihood always, all the yeah. time. <laughs> Whether we lose yeah. that to sinister hackers or dark spirits of the net, the loss is still terrifying. Yeah. 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 It's scary, <laughs> man. It, it really... <laughs> I What I found particularly scary about this movies movies plural uh, it's just like it really does do a great job portraying the permanence of something that seems seemingly like not permanent yeah. um something that seems like so it takes so little effort to destroy mm -hmm. yourself on the internet it takes yeah. you not thinking for two seconds of the future and then that's this now forever uh, yeah forever gone um, and it's the same things as like with actions behind like the keyboard, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of detachment that we see that is also really concerning and scary. Mm -hmm. um, and as you said, that literally at any point, someone could be like, I'm going to go in your computer and look at all your stuff and then maybe post some of it as if I'm you. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know what you'll find. I, like, I'm fine. Honestly, I don't think there's anything in there. But also like, what if? Yeah. Uh, or what if they just like pretend they're you? Like this whole Twitter thing is a whole mess, which I'll yeah. like, very briefly. <laughs> it's like funny, but also like scary. And I, I think it's yeah. it's funny because people really use it as an opportunity to teach a lesson because the whole point of like the verification like is to protect people so that they know who to trust. Like a problem with like information and the way that's delivered and verifying it has always been an issue. Every time new technology is brought up, like when we first started having radios, like anyone could have, can be on the radio, like anyone could have been on a station and they had to implement like rules. Cause people would be like, okay, here's a miracle elixir, call in and give us all your money for this miracle yeah. elixir. And they don't know, like, you're like, There's okay, it's on the radio. Who, it has to be real. Yeah. Who think like literally hear the information and that is the end of the thought. Like yeah. that is the end of the research that is the end of the fi figuring out if it's real or not but you also like trust um, it because it is it's coming from this source that was very new for people same thing yeah. with tv when tv got new who knew what was going on like we had to put these regulations in place so that because people are just like dumb and so that's why yeah. the horribly evil company that charges money for the life-saving drug insulin has lost billions of dollars in stock because someone pretended to tweet as them and said now it's free and everyone pulled out. And I was like, well, you know what? Now we can ask all the questions of like, why even? Is yeah. it any? It's free. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, that company can go broke. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like that's why it's funny to see that versus like, you know, it could have went in a horrific other way where people were impersonating other people. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's, I think that's the way it's going to go, unfortunately. Uh, but like from now on, like, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. they even did it to Elon Musk. Like a lot of people yeah. made accounts as him and then yeah. were just tweeting crazy stuff. And like, now they can't do it anymore. He removed. Yeah. He was like, <laughs> okay, it's fine until it's me though. <laughs> yeah. Comedy is now no longer allowed. <laughs> yeah. I miss comedy. Now it's here, but it's about you. I hate comedy. Comedy's bad, actually. Yeah. And we don't want it. So no more Defamation. blue checks. Blue uh, checks yeah. are gone. Hold on. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, my section is usually called facts. It's not facts. Honestly, most of the time, I feel like it's not actually facts. Uh, just because like, who am I? Uh, but but also just the, a lot of these words are from a brain. You do research. I do do research. Yes, but for this one specifically, like I read some stuff, but like this is mostly just my thoughts uh, on right. the situation. Uh, so extra not facts time. But as someone who has done extensive research on several episodes about the horrors of the internet, I think we can trust your brain. Fair, fair. But I'm also saying, don't like end here. Don't take everything I say as face value. Go learn stuff yourself. Uh, you're right. But that's like our thesis too. At the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ultimately, the internet can feel scary for a lot of reasons uh, that are super valid. So it's like when people are like, ooh, the internet. It's like, yeah. no, but actually, no, but really. ooh, the internet. <laughs> Um, and it's not usually like the fear of like actual ghosts. It's the actual reality of how much the internet is this kind of like provides this all encompassing access to the human experience. Mm -hmm. Um, and the internet holds and sees and shines a magnifying glass to a lot of people who otherwise might have just operated under the radar, which can be good and bad. Uh, it gives access, especially to information that, simultaneously operate it's like a lot of simultaneous that happens with the internet but it's overwhelming amazing everything is now dangerous it's constant it's so much um and it has vastly altered the human experience in so many ways both from how we socialize uh to how we grieve to how we process information to how we critically think Mm -hmm. uh, our attention spans etc uh it really has changed a lot about what human experience is uh, and how we interact with each other, both to our detriment and to our benefit. Uh, There's also lots of ambiguity, as we were saying, as the lack of understanding of how invasive the internet can be. People really don't realize how plugged in Mm -hmm. and how readily accessible our entire identities are at all times. Mm -hmm. Um, And when utilized by certain hands, uh, People can access stuff that you maybe don't even want them to, that you never even thought about. Those mm-hmm. MySpace quizzes yeah. that you posted in your teen years, they're yeah. probably still there. Like, because someone yeah. would look at those if they wanted. <laughs> you don't remember what you said, you know? <laughs> um, so, yeah, when utilized by certain hands, this access can be really scary. Um, whether it's like someone taking screenshots of conversations you've had, images, tweets, or other things that like you didn't know that they were taking screenshots of, mm-hmm. uh, our entire selves are constantly at the disposal of others. Uh, that we could be ruined at any point by others or like positive things. There's positive parts too. Mm-hmm. Um, but identity theft is a very real and ever present threat that the internet increases the chances of uh, with identity identity theft extending from like literal theft of personal information, finances, et cetera, to someone masquerading as someone they are not hacking profiles to use one person's influence to reach more people slash victims. I've saw this with my friend whose Instagram got hacked by someone who was like, 
buy NFTs and then mm-hmm. they opened the message and then they had 600 followers all gone because mm-hmm. they their internet thing yeah. was and NFT they get it back all the time yeah and then now they can't get it back so mm-hmm. their entire work to build up that social platform gone um, yep. so that's something that can actively happen and then they have now have access to your entire friend group that trusts you which mm-hmm. is not just a stranger who's impersonating you um so yep. there's yeah lots of stuff the vulnerability uh specifically is something that can haunt people much like a ghost would the result is real and lasting consequences uh mm-hmm. and as we witnessed in the first unfriended film, we are given protagonists with this amazing tool of social media, YouTube, Skype, and other methods of constant com- communication and access to each other being taken advantage of because they're children. Mm-hmm. Um, these tools are given to humans who are too young to really understand the permanence of their words, actions on a digital platform, uh, which is like actual factuals uh, <laughs> in that 16 year olds are just starting to understand what next week is yeah uh, like they don't have any concept of tomorrow uh that was something that when i taught middle school kids i kept getting like frustrated because i was like you're gonna be there next week right and they're like yeah <laughs> next yeah. week what is that yeah. um and then i'd be like oh you're so right your brain literally does not process <laughs> time in that way so me asking you to do something next week is just stupid like why would i even think your brains aren't there yet and that's fine. But like, you know, you got to meet people where they are, but these very young people are given very real actionable consequences Mm -hmm. when they make decisions to post things online without really realizing the implications of that. Yeah. It's Um, like those girls who would get like charged for child pornography for having nudes on the internet mm -hmm. because they're underage. Yeah. Like they don't know, Mm -hmm. um, like the distribution of those pictures, hundred percent a problem. Those people should be arrested. Mm -hmm. Like the ones who are like exploiting the entire child who's made this mistake, uh, but not the child. Uh, yep. There we are. Uh, (laughs) what they are forced to confront in the movie is that once something's posted to the internet, it becomes alive in a way that is hard to comprehend. Uh, Mm -hmm it becomes the ghost. It takes on a life of its own with this instantaneous influence of others. Honestly, like you can post some, like a photo and then someone screenshots that. And then now that photo, you erase it because you regret your decision. And mm-hmm. now that photo is back online because someone saved it. It was like, I'm going to get them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's like all the celebrities like comment on people's Instagram posts and mm-hmm. then delete it. Like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. And then like, and there's an a BuzzFeed article. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, this person said this about this person. There's clearly drama and unhappy feelings there. And it's like, yeah, but like, why do we have to like put that on blast? They clearly regretted their choice and erased the message. Yeah. I literally follow one uh, Twitter account that is literally just a re, they just repost screenshots of another person's Twitter account. Yeah. In case that person ever decides to delete it. <laughs> so wild. Um, but it's a real thing. Like it's mm-hmm. a real thing. Like once you put it out there, it really takes on a life of its own. And that life can haunt you for years to come. Um, essentially, anything you post on there can be reposted, even if without your consent. So things deleted from a computer can be reaccessed. If someone with hacking capabilities at their just disposal decided to unearth it uh or if you're just literally not good about cleaning your mm-hmm. the trash bin out uh, mm-hmm. or if your uh, password is password yeah <laughs> make uh passwords with multiple caps numbers uh different cases etc mm-hmm. make sure people can get in there random but uh the internet makes it 
so that a bad decision can last forever and live on without a person's consent. And it's a literal representation of how the actions and words have lasting consequences. And we get to see that unfold every time we log in. Um, where those consequences used to be siloed into tight-knit communities, they are now out there for any and everyone to see. Uh, there is an obvious danger that exists with that, but it's especially dangerous for a very young and not fully developed brain having humans who have the ability to voice things that they may regret later in a very public and unforgiving way. And we see the consequences of this play out uh, live in the film uh, that we watched in that they made very bad choices and said rude things behind the wall of a keyboard thinking mm -hmm. like it was not that big of a deal. And there were real consequences to that that were lasting, but that now they're like, literally being haunted by that mm -hmm. uh, yeah it was just will, a joke yeah will eventually come out uh at the end of the day and like with evidence mm -hmm. uh, because of technology technology just provides evidence mm -hmm. uh for things that you wish didn't exist uh before you could just go about your life that's why so many famous people mm -hmm. are now getting caught for things that they like totally had no accountability before yep uh but i'll get into that uh the undying presence of the internet also extends to the trauma associated with events like the loss of a friend, which is something else that we see in the film. In the film's instance, they were kind of awful to this person. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't remove the fact that the loss is probably painful for them and that they didn't realize the actual consequences of their actions. Yeah. But uh, the internet saves things that you might not want to see, uh, specifically if you're dealing with the loss of a loved one. Uh, I know specifically Facebook is very notorious for this but mm -hmm, uh, memories yeah the memories but like this applies to trauma or things you might want to forget uh so if you lost a loved one the painful memories associated with that person are significantly harder to avoid than they once were because of the digital footprint that has been left behind where before you could separate yourself from those memories uh put them in a photo album and walk away facebook memories will throw it in your face without any warning you don't mm -hmm. have any way to filter that out or buffer i think they've now Just added trigger you again yeah, a way to like silo it out, but uh, is exactly like it kind of flies at you in a way that can be very triggering, especially if you are not like willfully seeking out that information. Mm -hmm. um, and as it's not a ghost in the sense that like there's an alive thing haunting you, uh, but it is like the ghost of or the haunting experience of having to just relive this over and over again because mm -hmm. it is still present. Um, and this applies to other forms of loss, be it an ended romantic relationship, marriage, friendship, loss of a pet, etc. There are many instances where the option to see that information and travel back to those moments can be very special, but also instances where it's damaging. Um, I know that, like, through my own experience, there's been moments where, like, I'm really, really happy to see, like, photos from before of, like, mm -hmm. people I've lost. But also instances where I was, like, I was not in the mood to have that today. Yeah. Uh, I was going about my life and for, like, five minutes forgot that that happened. And now there it is again. So it really mm -hmm. depends on kind of what your headspace is and, like, how you grieve. And that grieving is such a unique experience to the individual. Yeah. And they don't even have to be dead. Sometimes I just see, like, a post or a memories thing of just someone that, traumatizes me <laughs> who is oh, alive 100%. and it's like oh yeah. right <laughs> yeah people you don't want to see uh just like as i said like it doesn't have to just be lost like someone has died mm -hmm. uh it could be literally any kind of relationship uh even negative as you said Gabe. uh but essentially the internet keeps those forgotten things ever present in your life uh 
And the way that that can be positive, we talked about before, is like kind of like grief ghosts and the profiles of loved ones that can act as a space to honor people, mm-hmm. uh, as well as like an outlet to get unspoken feelings across in a way that can provide closure or create a feeling that that person is still with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but in addition to loss, the internet has other ways to haunt us. Uh, we can be haunted, as I said, by the past, our choices, our words, our fashion decisions for many (laughs) years to come uh and oftentimes internet is just a constant reminder of things you might not want to be reminded of without willfully seeking out uh and the as i was saying before the permanence of the internet is also very apparent when looking at all this the the mass volume of celebrities (laughs) that have been canceled in recent years because they're haunted by their past actions and statements now resurfacing to be like hey remember when you were awful um remember you just changed your whole thing but you've actually been awful this whole time look at this tweet you said in 2006 yeah and you said some bad things like yeah art like what yeah like <laughs> the, the very many people are did you say that? finally seeing the thing that's been haunting them forever which is accountability um, <laughs> yeah uh, and that's so that's largely why like so many people have gotten away with stuff the internet provides a very nice window into consequences uh, mm-hmm. and there's ways in which that's very positive uh, in that the crappy people who are rich and awful being rich and awful sometimes have consequences socially now mm-hmm. because their stuff is all out there um there's also a level of separation from accountability that can simultaneously exist within the internet and people who vocalize opinions or hot takes that they might not have shared with someone to their face uh like keyboard warriors i guess Mm -hmm. what do they call them trolls yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and unfriended does a fantastic job of showcasing this in the lack of direct or honest communication that exists with this friend group as well as like their access to immediate negative feedback oh, yeah. <laughs> when the consequences come. Um, it kind of like floods in without end. Yeah. Um, and that's true. That's like really upsetting. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I'll keep getting to that, but it's like you, like someone can post something and you're not them. And then immediately everyone just stops asking questions like, yeah, that person sucks. Hate them. Mm-hmm. Die, all this other stuff. Yeah. Like, it's like that Black Mirror episode you were saying. Yeah, yeah. Or like that one where you like rate people. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah. And you're like, you get an upvote. Yeah. <laughs> you looked at me weird. You get a downvote, and then like yeah. the the downvote. So like, like oh, that's such a stressful one. Existence. Yep. Um. But yeah, with access to all this information comes an unorganized funneling of what is true and false as well. Uh, that's where media literacy is super important. Mm-hmm. The danger with that is that the claim made on social media can be where people end their research on the subject. Uh, A person can say blatantly untrue things about you and thousands will believe it outright without second thought. Yeah, we saw the election of Donald Trump. We saw that. Uh, And the same applies to the intake of news, events, and politics. While this isn't internet specific, there do exist like implied news channels that define themselves actually as entertainment platforms, but then position themselves as a place of factual information for their viewers um, that just like share blatant lies to be taken by their viewers at face value or like, that's facts. I'm not going to ask another question about that. Alternative facts. Yeah. And they might have like a thing at the end of their episode, like none of the information shared in here is uh, actually factually accurate and like tiny, tiny text. Yeah. Or just all the boomers who get got by onion articles, like all the time. (laughs) 
yeah like on the reg it's so yeah. fun they're like yeah that sounds real um but yeah essentially people on said channels or in the internet making unsubstantiated claims or opinions as if they're factual sources just as it is stated it was stated that not everything you find in a book is true the same can be applied to the internet and that literally anyone can post on the internet make a website or spread false information if they wish to do so um and I'll get into the lastly, uh, is this whole Twitter situation. <laughs> mm -hmm. The introduction of the paid verified check mark is especially concerning. I am so worried about how this is going to go when it comes well, to done. regular people. I know, but like how it's going to unfold in like the coming weeks. Like this is like a week ago that this took place, right? It's no, it's been this week. It, it launched the blue check mark to buy it for $8 started on November 1st and it is now no longer available. People can no longer buy a verified checkmark because Elon Musk got butthurt about it. Well, then it's not even relevant. Then I didn't even I didn't hear that. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's wild. It's li yeah. it's literally been all week. <laughs> yeah. like, and well, he's yeah, burned this like, company to the ground. It's hilarious. Exactly. The danger with it is that someone could be like, "I am this," and then say wild stuff, and then, as you said, they. they bankrupt the incident yeah. company um, which is a little little win but uh yeah. in that like they were charging too much for insulin and it should be readily accessible to people uh but there's so much to be concerned about with the whole false verification so i'm glad they took it down yeah but what a scary time that could have been even more so for just like regular dangular folks my like, yeah like yeah impersonating you yeah mm -hmm. i would say my favorite um impersonation because people were impersonating elon musk all over but my favorite mm -hmm. is so because of all the impersonations it was like you had to put parody in the the bio if you were a parody or you'd get banned and then they because they were doing that uh someone was a fake tesla account and so the elon was mad and he was like okay well now you have to put parody in your name as well as the profile but then he locked out everyone's account so no one can change their names on any of the verified accounts and so doja cat was stuck as christmas and so she tweeted <laughs> she tweeted i don't want to be christmas forever at elon musk please help i've made a mistake and then he's like all right you should be able to change your name now and she tweets thank you but she's changed her name to elon musk <laughs> and she changed her picture to elon musk but it says like doja cat <laughs> so good it's so good i live living living for living it for that that's hilarious i love doja yeah um, she's, she's, <laughs> this is very funny he's amazing um, so but now it's over like it's the last try everyone trolled him so hard into the ground what a backfire so you don't have to yeah. worry about it it was very funny when it happened though yeah but i think like the mass destruction of twitter in the span of a week is just really wild because one like there are actual like real consequences for that aside from like shitty businesses getting their just desserts yeah. um like there's like small businesses artists of like that who like can't post now because they're like getting filtered out to the all versus the right like it hurts small content creators or people who like made their entire identity as social media presences um influencers etc like as we talked yeah and cam like there's so much to say also about like people who like, build their livelihoods about that around that and like if someone were to impersonate them and people take that as face value like the damage that that does too like you can get sued for defamation at that point i think mm -hmm. but you know you gotta have sue money not everyone has sue money no um, it's like that time when my instagram was hacked and they changed the profile to a butt 
And I was like, it's not my butt. <laughs> my butt. Yeah. Everyone thinks that I put my butt on the internet now. And I didn't. Um, yeah. But I was able to get it back. Uh, but yeah. I've seen a lot of people get kicked out of Instagram now for getting hacked. Yeah, it's happened like a decent amount. I'll tell you, yeah. a lot of people I know too, like whose whole accounts got hacked and now like they have to totally start over. Mm-hmm. So let, uh, let us be the warning that the film should have been that you should, in fact, do two-factor authentication any place, place you can and make sure you have a password catcher. Like you always like, don't have it autofill in your browser, have something you have to sign in. I use dash pass or something, a dash lane, it's called dash lane, which I use to store all my passwords, but I have to, lo- I have to log in. Like I have to have a main password to log into that, to get access to my other passwords. And none See, of my passwords are the same. Redo my whole life. Cause I'm a mess. I'm Do a mess it. with that game. <laughs> and I hate to factor out the research. Cause like, it just takes, it longer. takes time. It certainly it does takes longer. And I'm such a brat. <laughs> But you're right. I so should. I really need to. Um, because when, when we, we have a presence. I copy a link. It's going to come way. up as an option for folks to use Dashlane. <laughs> I get I get points or something if you use it. So <laughs> everyone just We aren't paid it. by them to sponsor. We aren't. We are not. But I'm just saying <laughs> one of many that you could do. Okay? Yeah. Is you check it out. Yeah. Get a password protector. Make sure your passwords are not easy to know. Like, it shouldn't be your pet's name or something that oh, everyone yeah. knows. Mine are hard to know. It's just they're all similar. A variation of, <laughs> of capital, uncapital. Yeah. Not just the first letter. Some characters in there. Some numbers. Make it weird. And every one of your passwords should be different. How people will remember them, then? I have a system. <laughs> so um, my brain yeah. does not function at that decibel yeah. it's real i'm gonna need to figure it out but everyone else too and also like put a sticky note over your recording thing on your oh, phone yeah your yeah yeah computer, in your computer mm-hmm. i it was i know we did the snowden thing where we learned about that but i was like it was news to me that the light didn't i forgot that the light didn't need to turn on and that people could be looking at you mm-hmm. and i like i have mine up because i'm in zoom all day yeah, and you don't want to have to. But there's some that have now, and there's tape. There's like a little like you can slide. Mm. Slide yeah, yeah. I recommend that. Um, but cool. So <laughs> here's in your the your very layman's terms for uh, internet safety. Uh, the other thing is like don't interact on the internet as if it's not permanent and forever. Don't say things that you're gonna grow regret later don't yeah. wear that that you're gonna regret later no I'm kidding um yeah. there's just like yeah so many teenagers all have phones so like they're all no semblance of personal foreverness like they mm-hmm. all have social media accounts and it's like they're gonna realize when they're like 27 all the time someone screenshotted they wish they didn't screenshot and it's used against them because people keep receipts mm-hmm. it's a real thing to have private accounts yeah. Don't be letting people see your stuff. It's I know, forever. but they don't, they don't know. It says us with, like, a TikTok. Like, we have TikTok, and China knows everything about us. 
Yeah, but I don't think we're all over information. Yeah. Does it, that's yeah. not even what it is, though. It's like it sells your information. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, it's not, you're totally right. You're totally right. Like, it's not about. It's not if you're doing good or bad. Like that's the whole chat right there. Uh, it's say, the fact that it's your information. And it's also very agency <laughs> to be like, I don't care. I'm not gonna be alive then. Yeah. <laughs> we just watch show movies about what? why you should care. Seven years, the planet dies. What do you mean? <laughs> My passwords can be whatever. In seven years, you could have like the worst seven years left. You know, <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, it's real, though. It's real. Like, you really got to be on top of your internet security. Yeah. And, like, there's so many ways that wasn't even all the ways the internet can haunt you. It's just like mm-hmm. it really just takes a life of its own. As, yeah. The second it leaves your space, yeah. So, as you hit post, it's done. Yeah. So, please be careful. And if you, you steal a computer that's a owned by someone a dark web user like don't like first of all oh my um, god i didn't even get to talk about that this stuff like is a little bit real like the swatting thing real yeah people call swat on it that's a real thing that happens there's like yeah. other little things that are in the film that were like accurate yeah and that like there are people doxing. who get paid yeah doxing photoshopping people into things uh-huh. facial recognition stuff yep. is very real like that you can buy clothing or mm-hmm. like put dots on your face that make it so you can't be recognized and stuff mm-hmm. it's all like there's lots of pieces of maybe they didn't in- execute it yeah there, there are problems but it like leads you to the source you know? yeah it's not that far like it's a far-fetched version of very real things mm-hmm. like the dark web is real people do be. be murdering people on the internet i have yeah. as a a former uh what is a recovering true crime fanatic um i know of real stories of people posting stuff on the internet of them doing real murder like that's real and snuff films are real and paying people to do crazy things like that on the internet is real doxing is real getting your information is real like all that stuff is real yeah so human trafficking where do they sell the things so the people on the dark web. So like all of this is valid and accurate stuff. Yeah, this isn't conspiracy theory time. This is for yeah. real time. We're telling you. Like maybe it's implemented slightly differently than our understanding of it, but it does exist. Yeah. Uh, yes. People have experienced. They put entertainment versions of it on there, but it is real. Yes. <laughs> so don't go to the dark web. I couldn't ever like I wouldn't know how to get there in the first place, but I'd be really that, scared. Yeah, I'm I'm afraid of certain Reddit posts. Okay. Like I just can't like I wouldn't even go on 4chan. That sounds awful. So <laughs> no. no thanks. All I do is play video games. I don't got I don't want to be talking to people like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like people get got on, on that too. It's like they do the Am I the a-hole posts? And then the person oh will god. comment. People find them. Oh my god, Gabe, I remember the other thing I wanted to say. What? <laughs> what is it? Okay. So there was like this whole thing that I read the other day um, about this guy. He made a documentary. It was on YouTube uh, where he matched people's in- influencers, Instagram influencers. This is so random. I'm sorry. I should have remembered it earlier. I didn't write it okay. down. Um, Instagram influencers, he would find who they were based on like public camera surveillance uh-huh. you'd see like where they were taking a picture and then find the pictures yeah uh so it was like this really scary docu-series or like this like youtube video i guess yeah it was like of him showing how he identified random people and found their social media their names all this other stuff so like mm-hmm. in the movie where he was like 
you see the picture, you find the college, you find the address yeah. kind of thing. That's all like super legit. And that like this like guy, random dude, was yeah. just like showing how through hacking into or like viewing public access cameras, like street cameras. Yeah. That anyone could look at. Google, um, Google yeah, Maps. Exactly. Exactly. And then being able to like find people who are taking pictures and then finding the pictures attached to the random people in the street that he sees mm-hmm. posting the pictures. So then finding their identity just through seeing them on this camera. And yeah. that's not even like facial recognition software. That's just some guy. Yeah. Uh, and now we have be real. So where you were at this time of the day, everyone knows. Wow. I'll see if I can find the video and then link it into the blog. But I remember watching it the other day and it like blew my mind. It like freaked me out. Cause I was like, never again am I taking a picture in public place. This guy going to find me. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't care if he finds me. I guess because I don't know him or what he's going to do. People have creepy. location tags on Instagram. You shouldn't do location tags. That's how people get murdered. <laughs> yeah, like it's literal. It happens all the yes. time. We sound conspiracy theory, but this is real. Yeah, this is a real horror. Don't put your location on stuff because one, you can either be stalked. Like that's also a thing that happens through Snapchat. Your location mm-hmm. is shared on there. Like don't turn that off because mm-hmm. people can come find you. Like. You can share your snap information. You don't know them like that. Yeah. Or you just post on Facebook a bunch and you tag your location. Someone can literally map out your day mm-hmm. and stalk you through that. And in an anime I watched recently, the Twitter impersonation thing came into play in that I'm just a random assortment of fun facts right now. And I'm sorry. Uh, but it was like a theme in the show where this guy was getting stalked by this woman and she made fake Twitters for him. And then all his friends got mad at him and like hated him because Mm-hmm. this lady like impersonated him on the internet and he's like a whole teenager and then he lost all his friends and he had to move entire cities to get away from this woman and then she found him by looking on instagram and he was in the background of someone else's picture and then so she found him so she could go get him again yeah Crazy. that's how they that's found real humans do people found out some news about people on um love is blind because of instagram because they're in the mm-hmm. background of something People were like, what? Um, yeah, it's super real. It's super, my mom always posts where she is. And I'm like, why do you stop doing that? Yeah. Now, I mean, I know your town is like this big. Like everyone already knows. But like, don't. Like, yeah. yeah. Don't put your location on stuff. Because there are crazy people. Especially people aren't safe out there. You need to really just watch where you're putting stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. permanent. It's forever. <laughs> yep. Well, don't get married. Play your kids. Your kids will post stuff on the internet and then ghosts will kill them. Or just the consequences of their real actions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or the dark web? Question mark? Question yeah. Mark. Cool. All right. Bye. Bye.